Hello and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast. I'm your host, Wabbits, and joining me today, as always, are my two beautiful co-hosts, Combo. Hello, hello. And Lazero. Man, Wabbits, I feel like I keep, like, every day now, from for whatever reason, between, sometime between 3 and 7, I just keep hearing your voice. <laughs> it's uh, weird. It's a... It's yeah. happening for a lot of people, I think. Like, it took a while, but, like, now I feel like just your voice is constantly in my head, and I don't know what to do with it. Yeah, and, I'm, I'm sorry for everyone that has to go through that, but it's, like, it's happening. It's a weird, weird thing that's going on. I don't really know why. It's just, like, people are, are hearing me three to seven every every day except for Tuesdays, and it's weird. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that's stream, by the way, for anyone that doesn't know. Thanks for that little shout-out. Um <laughs> I actually was thinking as I was saying that intro that um, it was it was kind of weird and like what's what's the word when deja vu um, because like 20 minutes ago or 30 minutes ago or something I was in a voice call with some other people who know about the podcast but don't listen to it and they they said the intro and I was like they were a little bit off and I told them and then I did it like did the intro <laughs> and it felt weird to do but. It's just like such a natural thing for me to do now, and I, I kind of so love it. So felt weird showing it to people that don't listen to the show yes. necessarily. Yes, but it was just so natural, and like I started it, and I started with hello, and then I was like, okay, I can't stop. I just cannot stop. <laughs> can, can I propose something? Like, listen, you can take it or leave it, but we could bring <laughs> back when you hit the weekly, you go la 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 like a million times. Like we could bring that back. I'm just. <laughs> Wait, what for? I don't remember. Oh, you just you just like ago? added like a like a tongue roll as you're doing. Uh, don't worry about it. Oh, just, just keep the show going. All right, ignore that whole part. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that because that's completely changing my muscle memory, and I don't want to do that right now. <laughs> but yeah, that's an option, um, and we'll talk about it. But I don't know. So. What I want to get into early, uh, let's go right into things. And first off, we're going to go back into uh, our last week's process, um, podcast. And I want to give a little shout out one to Combo for bringing this up, um, which was the Dave Chappelle short, 846. And I Wait, ended up watching it. Mm-hmm. I'd just like to say, I, I think I brought it up, but uh, I'm going to shout oh, it out because there's no reason for me to argue about who brought it up. I'm just True. I'm making myself look stupid, which is, you know what? I've already done it twice on this show. I'm just going to shut up now. You can keep <laughs> keep on doing it. It's fine. That, that's your, your whole thing. I love it. Um, but yeah, regardless, I ended up watching it. And the reason I thought it was Combo is because Combo went on that Dave Chappelle rant afterwards. But yes. he did. Yeah. And that was beautiful, by the way. Um, but I ended up watching it and I like I really did like the whole thing. And it's not a comedy short. It's not at all. It's just it's a solid rant by him. Um, but the thing that really stuck with me for stuck with me for that was the the beginning of it. The first, like less than a minute or so when he talked about the earthquake of 1999 or something, mm-hmm. um, that he went through and mentioned that that was 35 seconds and he didn't really expand on this at all, but there was a, definitely a reason that he brought this up. And the reason is because of how long 35 seconds is when you're thinking about your life and, especially if you're thinking that you're going to die because not everybody, but a lot of people have had near death experiences or things where they're very heavily contemplating their own existence um, and things like that. And a lot of times it's like five seconds to 10 seconds. And that feels like an eternity to, to the person that's going through it. And it's terrifying. Like it's just 
you, there's nothing that you can do. You just have to experience that. And him bringing up 35 seconds, all that I could think was, damn, that's, that's long. 35 seconds to have to think about you dying is a very long time. Um, and then he went on a little bit of a rant there, but the fact that George Floyd had to sit there for eight minutes and 46 seconds, the entire time having nothing other than the understanding that he was going to die is just terrifying to me because I've gone through something for about five to 10 seconds thinking that I was going to die. And that was eternity thinking for that long and knowing and understanding and going through it all. Like, sorry to start off on such a depressing note, but like, I don't, I can't allow this um, in my own life to just go away. This isn't something that just can go away. This is something that has to end and it has to be changed. And I'd like, it needs to be at the forefront of pretty much everything because even if you think that you aren't, or you don't have any aspects of racism or sexism or whatever ism it is. Um, you do. Everybody has implicit biases. And you have to be aware of that and intentional with it. Even if you're not one of the police officers or you're just a random person on the street who th- isn't going to make any change in your own mind, just do everything that you can to, one, fix your own implicit biases and two, um, to make sure that you don't teach them to other people because racism and sexism and all other isms are learned. So that's what I want to start off with just that little, very serious tone um, to understand the human in in every other person and to make sure that we don't pass on and promote those implicit biases that we have. That's, that's where I wanted to start and sorry for making that so serious, but no, I I think, I think more than anything, it's really important that, um, as you know, as the news cycle likes to kind of turn on its head and find new things to talk about, um, mm-hmm. but it's important to have and just think of uh, continual things that do need to be changed. Uh, in this particular case, uh, the case of George Floyd, and a number of other instances um, within the last, you know, I guess <laughs> for the last century. Yeah, yeah, but but like it just it's crazy to think about like the spotlight that it puts on like oh, there's this thing and there's this thing and this thing all within the last couple of months, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, that's why uh, it's it's a good thing that you brought it up. And I think it's definitely something that, like, uh, could stick out to um, anyone that, that would listen, right, to that, just like the idea of, of death and the mm-hmm. fact that he had to suffer that for so goddamn long. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um it's kind of hard to transition out of that into our more lighthearted stuff. Uh, but that's the hard job that I put on myself there. Um, so moving on from that, just that that's where I want to start and where we or and we can move on now. Um, let's get into the actual rocket league portion of the show, which is going to be the rest of it. Don't worry. You don't have to listen to it anymore. Um, so to start with, we have the uh, ASAP with the tournament coming up. June 27th, which is as of recording four days from now, at 8 p.m. EST. So it'll be friendly to the Aussies a little bit, not the European. Um, yeah, I, sorry, feel, I feel like we haven't been respecting the Europeans recently. Like, we're just like, <laughs> nah, dude. Like, I, I wonder if anyone from EU would be like, you know what? What, what I need to do at, uh, what is it, 3 a.m. today or 4 a.m.? <laughs> I, 
I need to play in a in a rock league community tournament with the prize only being this Discord thing, you know? <laughs> yep, yep. It's kind of hard to expect you guys to like wake up like Patrick at 3 a.m. say, "Oh boy, 3 a.m." and just get your controller. <laughs> we can't really, you know, say that. So next month, I'm gonna push. Make sure that you guys remember um, that this is, or next week, or a month, we'll have the EU friendly one. Um, I'm not sure what time that would actually be at, but probably like two o'clock. If I yeah. had to guess, yeah, I have, that'd be for next month. I have <laughs> some ideas for a potential thing next month that would be a little different. Um, but Ooh. I'll keep those in the bag. As for this particular tournament, Relentless is is mm-hmm. going to kind of host it, kind of inspired by uh, which tournament was that? The Fusion Tournament. Oh, it's literally called a Fusion. The f- wow, yep. that, look at that branding. They've they've been able to brand this multiple game mode tournament style to their own branding, right? Um, yep. Well, good good, good job. Uh, but no, so so it will be Fusion style. So I think it starts with a threes match, uh, then a twos match. So 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 game one is a threes match, game two is a twos match, uh, and then the game three um, will have the lower MMR team choose a threes, twos, or ones match. So that will be the kind of the regular thing. Um, there's a beautiful graphic that Relentless designed, uh, which I will be posting uh, with the post of this podcast up so everyone can see it. Um, so yeah, uh, definitely go check that out. It gives you all the info. I'm actually really excited for this nice, nice uh, new thing. Um, I know I know Relentless works hard on a lot of these and he has some really cool intros and graphics. So uh, mm-hmm. definitely check it out. Yeah, it puts in a lot of effort. And, and mm-hmm. Combo as well. Uh, you know, Combo's taking a little bit of a backseat. Um, you, know, you know what it will happen though, Combo? I feel like uh, whenever your tournament does come back though, we'll make it like even even more of a thing. You know, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll add some sparkle. We'll. Uh... I, I was thinking about it though and it's like, I don't know if this is like a maturing thing or like what comes from it, but it's like, I really enjoyed running tournaments. I really enjoy the, like when we started with the podcast, like I really enjoy coaching, like, and like a lot of these things like I've, I've actively taken breaks from to focus on like life and work and other things like that. Um, and there's like a little voice that like is very familiar in the back of my head of being like, Oh, but like you should be streaming for instance, like, cause like I obviously took a break from streaming a while ago, um, because like you were doing really well and like, I was actually making decent money and like I had a community and like all these kind of things or like, Oh, people really enjoyed when I ran the tournaments and like hosting them on my stream and stuff. And it's like this little, I don't know if it's like an ego voice, I think is like how I describe it. Um, that's very familiar and like, it's, it's much quieter than I think it's ever been in my life, which is, I actually think a very nice thing of that. Like I'm not itching to like, I'm not sad that someone else is running the tournament, you know, where like, I think, generally the person i am would be and and so um i've actually been like very happy that i'm like really really eager to like hand off the reins and like let people in the community take some stuff over um even like i think like jy was messing with me today asking for like advice on stream stuff and like we're normally not that i would never help somebody like I, I hope i'm a better human than that but normally i'd be keen to like keep some of the like nice secrets you know to myself of like things that have went really well but instead i'm like no no no, like take this take this take this take this and, and uh so yeah it's been uh, it's been it's almost kind of been a cool personal thing in the last couple now weeks going on months um of seeing that like i think my my ego for some things has been rather large and um really don't think that's the case anymore which has been nice so um i i'm very very happy to pass off the reins and let the rest take on from there that's really interesting because like at least in my personal experience um 
whenever there's been stuff that I like, I itch. I'm like, oh, maybe I want to go back to that or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not usually stuff that like I would think would require this much organization and planning. Mm-hmm. True. <laughs> like, like, the th- like the fact that you have like this itch and like a little bit of a voice being like, hey, let me run tournaments or let me stream. I'm just like, mm-hmm. man, that's. <laughs> and, and like it's funny. I was talking about that with uh, my girlfriend yesterday. My uh, my cousin's in town uh, right now, which has like been pretty exciting uh, for work. And so finally getting to see some people like outside of this uh, uh, virus going around. So we were talking and the exact same thing of like as soon as he starts like talking to me about like Rocket League or like things like that and like almost like gassing me up instantly. I'm I'm excited to then come back and do all these like big things. And it's like something like planning a tournament, right? Was it? I completely agree. Man, it, it's way more effort than I think people tend to notice um and and what we're talking about is that like man when i sit here like if i'm sitting uh like uh, between there i just i was like 30 minutes before we started the podcast i was just literally like sitting on the bed as my girlfriend's watching like a webinar and like taking it in and like normally if i'm sitting there i'm like itching to do literally anything and that's why the i'm just always needed to be doing something with my hands and thinking and that's why it was nice with the tournament to like that was always something that was coming up and I could put a little more effort into like, Oh, I'll do this to be creative or I'll change this or add this graphic or, or little things like that was always exciting. And so I'm actually kind of happy that I'm starting to get over that a little, a little bit because it was often leading to things like burnout. Cause I wanted to do everything always, um, of like even something as small as like someone would offer to co-cast. I'm like, no, I got it because it's fun to be able to like have control. Honestly, it's like the, the way that it is. Uh, and so for me, it's, I'm, I'm very, very happy for my own, like, personal growth in that sense right of that like i don't need to ego over things anymore um so yeah it's it's been an absolute blessing to not be dying to want to get back into that kind of stuff that's also really interesting because like wabbits knows this more than anything is like i go through like phases of that (laughs) where (laughs) i get super like well i guess the first example would be when brock esports when i took over brock esports Mm -hmm. and it was just i mean the big thing was like I ha- if I had started in like July before the school year started uh, planning and stuff, if, if I knew I was actually taking over the reins, um, it would be different. But I got like essentially August. There's like a point where a bunch of things happen. There's like, no, like you're organizing everything. And I'm like, OK, go. Uh, and Wabbits knows more than anything. There was just like, you know, creating discord servers, uh, setting up things. It was like. I think I think part of me really did enjoy it. Um and I think the the my biggest I guess downfall at times is when when that like newness or novelty goes away and I have to keep doing something. Yep. Um that's always difficult. Um but I think the truth is though like like there is part of me that like especially if I do get inspired by something where there's just like this overwhelming I think it's like I described like an engine, you know, that goes like starts moving. <laughs> <laughs> like mm-hmm. like a like a bear waking up or whatever and i'm just like and then just get all this <laughs> stuff done um but but i think like for instance uh i think that's why the even the the lo um trh uh show that that i'm working on i i'm doing myself a favor because because for for instance honestly like the second episode i think it was it was good enough, right? Um, but I think what ended up happening because I was doing a lot of uh, housework uh, and like painting and stuff, right? When I got when I finally sat down to it, I'm like, okay, like let me just release this. Um, but I I 
I know I'm usually my own worst critic. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm usually mm-hmm. like, okay, it, it doesn't, to me, it matters less if I'm like, oh, I'm very happy when people, people uh, compliment, but if people critique what I'm doing, like usually I'll critique it more than they do anyway. So, mm-hmm. so when I like with that second episode, I'm like, oh, there's all this stuff I could have done better. Um, but I was ha- I mean, I think I'm happy to have released it cause it's like, okay, no, like episode three, like I got to step it up again. I got to, I got to rethink how I'm going to do this. Um, but I'm also not in that phase of like, yo, let me let this consume my life. It's more, okay, let me work a little bit per day, you know, cause I mm-hmm. don't have a set schedule. So I'm just going to allow it, you know, even if it takes a little longer than, than I was hoping to, I'm just going to allow it to kind of let creativity push me as opposed to I have a deadline, right? Cause, um, that's not the purpose of that particular show. Mm-hmm. Nice. I'm kind of like, I was thinking about this earlier with combo, but now it also applies to you. Like I'm really happy that both of you are like, that's, that's very mature stuff to talk about and to, <laughs> right? to realize about yourself. Yeah, that hit me recently. It's funny that it's related to like video games, talking about it being like mature <laughs> train of thought. But um, no, yeah, I, I completely agree like that. It oh, was, don't worry. Uh, I learned all my maturity from video games. <laughs> Literally though, right? And like, the, yeah, that, that was a, even a huge part for me too. I uh, No, it's been nice, man. I, I always like make jokes about my lack of self-control and like it still always comes out. Uh, and so that's equal parts like in my work of like wanting to take on as much as I possibly can. Oh, and then in like that's... gaming of like, if I have even a free second, I'm like, let's play some games. And then it turns into <laughs> like three hours. Uh, and like, I'm happy that both of those are starting to kind of tone down a little bit. And like I said, I don't know. I'm not old by any means, but I don't know if that's coming with age or if that's just coming with like my, my work has been a year straight of just absolute hecticness that is like waking me up a bit to what I can actually handle. Um, but yeah, no, it's been nice. Uh, it's been, it's been cool to be able to like actually be able to almost visually see what I can handle and like work with that, which has been uh, pretty interesting. Yeah. Can I actually just say like that ability to go, uh, no, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like there are some things where I'm like, I I'm already juggling 50 things. Uh, no, yeah. I can't take on that. Right. And there's yeah. definitely a difference between, Oh, I don't want to do this. That's why I'm saying no. And no, I'm already doing more than enough for whatever this mm-hmm. thing is. And me taking this other thing on will just make all my other, you know, balls I'm juggling, shall we say, uh, fall to the ground. Big quality drop, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's why this is not to be like a I'm so popular thing, but like in the last three weeks, um, I've had. I was literally trying to count yesterday because I was talking to someone else about this. Um, I've had over 10 requests um, to like co-cast or like cast this like show match or like help in this tournament or like little things like that. Just from like some people in ASAP, some people on the outside, like all around of like just helping with people in, in terms of like what I would describe as Rocket League, but like a work of Rocket League, you know, like it's not just me casually playing. Uh, it's something that actually requires like energy and effort uh, and s- like right now I don't honestly have a whole lot on my plate because I've been taking breaks from so many things, but you got like the ability for me to be like, no, like even though like there is a voice in my head that I'm like, Oh, like every, like people would love to do like have this opportunity, right? Like why would someone want to say no to that? It's been nice to be able to like actually assess where like my head is at more than anything, not even my tasks, not anything else of a, like, I just don't think my energy is going to be there. And if I put energy into that, like what else is going to falter because of it? Um, has been like pretty valuable and uh, pretty interesting to me because it's not I'm not very good at saying no. So um, being able to say it a lot recently has been very interesting. The, the the worst thing is where you where you're like, OK, I'll volunteer my time or whatever. Uh, but then, you know, as soon as you take it, you'll just be grumpy the whole time you're doing it. Right. Yeah. It's not <laughs> nice for anyone. Right. And that's the whole thing of like, I I hope that I don't 
room. So like, for instance, like to any of the ASAP people who have asked me to help out with like stream stuff or things like that recently, like, I hope I'm not ruining their experience by saying no, because I'm truthfully saying more saying no, because I'm worried that I might ruin an experience even more if I'm grumpy the whole time, or maybe I'm going to ruin my partner's experience. If I'm all like, go get them throughout the whole thing. And the second, like the stream or something turns off, I'm just like a grumpy mess the rest of the night. Right. And like, that's not fair to anybody. Um, so yeah, like hundred percent it's, uh, it's been like a pretty interesting flow. And I think another big thing that I've always kind of wrestled with is, um, you know, given given I was the, the Brock Esports president, and then then now this this whole community is like, I don't want to, I want to give my time and like obviously uh, volunteer and help and do stuff, but I also don't want to get to a point where it's like, okay, I can't really do this one thing for this one person because then everyone would expect that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep, um, that's me all the time, hundred <laughs> percent. it's yeah yeah, it makes me sad like when i like people have made comments and like again this is i do not i don't take offense to this i don't blame anyone for this like people i think i talked about it on the show where people have made comments being like why like why am i not more vocal in the discord or like talking more like joining the chat which i've noticed a distinct lack of i don't know if you guys have seen the same but like i haven't seen like nine people in the voice chat for a long time and i will say like I'm, (laughs) i'm i'm scrolling discord much less in the most recent weeks than i have like like prior um but i will say i haven't seen because like I, I do have more time now so i was actually kind of looking forward to like just randomly dropping into when i'd see like nine guys in one of the chats and i, I never see it anymore um I, I but think, in saying that i yeah, think a lot ahead. of people are actually doing it because what i what i'll tend to see now is like twos and threes and they're like mm-hmm. um, yeah those are always filled i agree i always see those try hard twos and threes with like a couple folks in them um the, that like also makes me very happy that like i i'm trying to think like maybe it's like getting towards the end of seasons so maybe people are like sweating a little more right and trying to get those those tags or those those rewards or whatever it may be um but uh yeah no it, it's been uh I it's like I think that's the most ironic and funny thing of that that kind of half the reason I've taken some breaks is because I've gotten so many comments and so much feedback of saying that I need to be more present in the like Discord community um and now I I'm like Combo. I don't I feel like I don't even have the opportunity to which is hilarious. <laughs> Let's be honest, how much do you think Sunless Con talks in any of his discord chats like I'm gonna but be that's compl- the difference but that's the difference though is i'm not sunless con i don't have none of us have hundreds of thousands of followers that he can't answer every single message that he gets um whereas like if i let's say leave a couple messages sitting for a while which like i said i've done recently i feel really bad because i was like like what really is stopping me here from from just answering and giving giving someone that type of energy um but like i said I, it's my whole focus recently has been on like energy conservation so uh yeah Mm-hmm. uh remember you gotta help yourself before anyone else otherwise it's just gonna <laughs> be negative things you're, you're like uh, that you're like that person who doesn't know how to swim that's trying to save someone from drowning yeah, yeah. you're making yeah. more of a problem you gotta <laughs> you gotta have something in your cup before you can pour it into someone else's exactly <laughs> that's really good keep going <laughs> um no but that's my whole field man is talking about stuff like that self-care all those kind of things so and like i I think i was saying to like pawn or someone else a couple weeks ago that's the only reason i think i've even remotely come close to like wanting to take a break in the past is because i'm the one who preaches that at all my staff members like every other week uh so so every once in a while you got to kind of take your own advice right and and, and figure your uh, life out so i will say it's usually the hardest to take your own advice right man i never want to do it. i'm the biggest hypocrite when it comes to like supportive advice i'll help anybody and everybody with any type of mental health or crisis stuff because that's literally my career um but the second i'm like negative mental health i'm like 
cast don't talk to me like i don't want to play games i don't want to do it like i'm just gonna sit here and be a mope and like not do anything and like that's so that's not fair to anybody uh, it's so funny man don't worry that happens to literally everybody like right like coaching sessions or even podcasts saying like you should train more or you should do this or you should yeah. do that be sitting here being like i don't do any of this <laughs> uh no yeah it's it's in every single aspect of your life but i think we're pretty good with that let's go back to where we started with this and i don't even know how the tangent happens but uh asap attorney 27th of june um that would be this saturday if you're listening um within this week and i have a question for for you guys if you know the answer um so there's an mmr cap of four thousand, and i'm assuming that's threes but are we just using all of the or threes you, MMR? You are, so the MMR is the highest MMR between the three ranks, ones, twos, and threes. So uh, whatever okay. your highest that's one fair. is, that's the mm-hmm. one that's being used. Okay. And then let's say, uh, hmm. no, that, that makes sense. Because what I'm thinking of right now is like, okay, so what if um, we have the lower MMR team chooses the, uh, the, the game and they have like a one's god. And the other team, obviously, you know, probably doesn't because ones is really hard. Um, but if, I guess if the highest MMR would be the one that you choose, that would work itself out, right? Yeah, yeah. So that, and yeah. just the total can't be mm-hmm. above 4,000. So. Okay. Yep, I like that. Um, so that's a little bit of, um, I forget the word, but clarity on that little bit. Uh, definitely come out. It's going to be great. Um, we'll have signups and stuff soon, so do that um if you're not part of the discord join the discord to get all that stuff it's going to be amazing let's move on i think we're good yeah. <laughs> nice 25 minute um, intro yeah that's, that's fine it's a it's a decent announcement section <laughs> so in our week in rock league i honestly didn't really have too much but then i remembered that on stream i actually proved that i can officially dribble nice super hype because i finished the dribble challenge in under half an hour for the first time and I'm super happy and I'm proud of myself. So can I just say not even that I'm like, who is this guy like deking people out in and out? I'm like, <laughs> what, what happened? I think, I think two things are happening. I think your commentary, when you do solo commentary on your actual stream, I think that actually helps you play better. Like no joke. Yeah, I very much agree. I like it is, <laughs> it is like reinforcing good behavior. And even if, even if what you say is like only right 80% of the time, like maybe because obviously you're playing the game. You can't, you're, yep, you're literally not. saying why you made a decision. It's not always the right decision, but you've you're literally talking it through. Sometimes there'll be like a goal that gets scored on you, and like even as a viewer, I'm like, that really wasn't your fault. Like that was probably the right play. Right, that guy ended up missing it. You know what I mean? Like, I uh, I had played with Wabbits like it was like Wednesday or Thursday, um, a little bit, and like in the the middle of my workday, quick, uh, like in between calls and like no comms. And the funny thing I noticed, like because I, I I would listen to his stream obviously to hear if like he was saying anything. Um, and the, the funny thing I noticed was, uh, and I, I kept like dying laughing at every single time was he would in the effort to uh like describe what's going on often he would also be describing what i'm doing and like not half side it was only a couple instances but like when he'd be wrong uh, of what i was trying to do it was a very funny moment for me of like i would very very in my view at least 
intentionally center the ball for him and like send a nice like not even a shot pass because it wasn't anywhere near the net i sent across field but he would let's say like what happens you'd be in like midfield maybe when i'm trying to send into like the mm-hmm. slot um and he'd be like oh like good try on the shot almost had it so i'm gonna go into the corner <laughs> now and try and get there and in my head i'm like oh wow it's funny come on don't don't play me like that um and a couple times it happened or like i would go uh, i would literally like drift cut to stop the ball to let him catch up if let's say you were rotating because like wabbits a couple times you'd say like oh like Combo's playing really fast. Like I'm going to slow her down a bit so I can be in that back end, um, mm-hmm. which is good sometimes. Yes, but other times, like half time when I'm playing fast, I'm also looking for you to play fast so I can pass. Yep, yep. Um, so a couple times I drift cut or something just to slow down the ball, uh, and then I'd hear you be like, "Oh, like lost the dribble, but great recovery or stuff of that." <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'd be like, "Wow, it's buddy, come on!" And I was like, "Work with me here." Uh, yeah, that that was so funny to like sit there and listen to because normally when you're in comms, you can not defend yourself, but I can literally say what I'm doing. Right? I'm like, "Oh, catch up, catch up, catch up," uh, something like that. Right? As uh, to allow you to then know what i'm trying to do but when you have yep. zero comms it, w- it was almost like showing the mind of a solo queuer which was very interesting right uh, yeah. and like kind of made me laugh and reflect a bit of a like maybe when you're solo queuing you're like man why didn't he pass that maybe he tried you have no idea maybe that was an attempt of a pass and and it went a little too far forward like i was saying in my case and you're like oh why would he try to shoot that like that was a horrible shot and like oh, maybe it was a pretty good pass and then like maybe you weren't there or something yeah, it, was, it was making me laugh man it was a cool reflective moment for me to listen to no, that's what I always go for. Like, I always try and be, like, very positive and assume, like, the best, at mm-hmm. least in my own, or what's uh, relative to my own play. Yeah. So, like, if I'm sitting back, it's like, oh, he's probably aware that I'm sitting back, so he's going to go for the shot, not the pass. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm, I'm thinking there and being like, ah, okay, so we'll do this. And also, I am not a twos player. I'm never going to pretend to be a twos player. I don't <laughs> really get twos rotations, and I'm trying to figure it out. So give me a little bit of a break. <laughs> oh, no, no, I loved it. No, it's fine. I think we also won the majority of our games, but yeah, I think we did. I'll say this much. I feel in, in, in uh solo queue, what ends up happening is like, if I think sometimes I'll see something and I'm like, Oh, that was a totally what that person intended. Um, sorry. I'm, I'm literally just, just thinking about this now. And it's, 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 it's making, it's amusing me to no end. Like, I think people are making mechanical mistakes, but they're not mechanical mistakes that you could point out if you are playing with them, if that makes sense. Like, like they're trying to go for a pass or they're trying to go for a dribble and you're just like, oh, they just did this like regular thing that happens every game. But in their mind, they're actually trying to do something completely different. And I think that happens a lot more than we expect. It's exactly like Combo was saying last week with the uh, the accidental air dribble when he's going for a uh, flip reset. It's like everybody's complimenting for saying like, oh, that was an amazing air dribble. Nice job. And Combo's there sitting in his mind being like, oh, man, I hate myself. That was a terrible flip reset. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a great thing. So that was that was my week. I finished that. I played with Combo. It was a lot of fun. And yeah, <laughs> what about you guys? <laughs> or at least Lazero, because I'm assuming that was Combo. <laughs> wow, that's rude. Uh, yeah, my only be. my only like small note was gonna say that I got um I finally topped out all my tags on all my accounts, which is nice. nice. So uh that was nice. Quick little solo grind. <laughs> you gotta learn how to how to drop your smurfs, man. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? You're so bad at doing that. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. yeah so it's it's funny like I, I, there's like this there's like weird rank discrepancies now in some of the accounts like I, the one that i like really laughed at just trying to get rewards on um was my like the one i have like less than i think 30 hours on um like a, like a pretty low one in general it was like i was i think i was like 1350 in hoops so like well above gc um but then my like two ranked ones were like the only ranks that i had in like actual game modes was like i think it was like plat one and plat three um <laughs> so like the discrepancies are hilarious like when i barely play on accounts or I use them for sp- 
specific purposes. Like I said, if I'm playing with a buddy who like never plays the game, so I can just mm-hmm. sit in it and let him have some fun. Like, um, yeah, those are those are always uh, pretty funny. So n- now, on ultimately, like all the accounts I think are like sixteen fifty plus in almost all game modes. So um, just kind of chilling in there now. This man doesn't have any Smurfs, even though he has like I literally don't uh, anymore. They're all just alts at this point. Every single one. So <laughs> beautiful. What about you, Lazero? How was your week so far? Oh well, I'm continuing with the uh, the the um, flip reset practice. Um, mm-hmm. It there are times that like I really feel I'm getting it, and there are other times that I'll like jump into practice it and just nothing works. Um, I think I'm getting better at it. I think another thing that I do enjoy about it is that it is a lot easier to focus on like this particular skill, like one particular skill than. Um, if you know from like a month back or, or more than that, I was trying out like the coaching regiment. Um, and I think the only problem with the coaching thing is that I think you'd almost overload your brain, your like brain with the amount of stuff you're trying to learn throughout a week. Cause like every day you'd be doing a different skill. And I think what ended up would end up happening is that you wouldn't really increase one particular skill at all. Like it'd just be like a very minimal increase. And I think like, it's not to say like that the coach I think it was bad, but I think for me at least it's easier to learn by doing, okay, let me take two weeks to a month and learn a skill and then go on to a next skill, mm-hmm. um, creating this uh, quote-unquote uh, toolbox, right? Uh, as yeah. opposed to, all right, let's try dribbling today. Let's try air dribbles tomorrow. Let's try shooting the next day. And then while I think that's good overall, I think what ends up happening, especially because it's not like I'm doing those things for four hours, right? I'm mm-hmm. like, I'll get in 30 minutes of this like very specific skill practice. And then you're already onto the next thing almost with the way that works. Um, and sometimes I, I felt like instead of really actually understanding, developing one skill, your brain would just jump to a new one every day. So you'd, I don't know, at, um, at least for, for me, it seems like if I have like one particular skill I have in mind for two weeks to a month, that feels a lot more enjoyable and I'm a lot more willing to do it and learn it that way than Mm -hmm. the other way what i'll say i guess in defense of the coaching regiment is that it's very good for maintaining and remembering skill it's not super great for learning skills okay i feel you i feel you like what you're doing now is like you're learning a new skill so you're just going to put all of your time into that specific thing Mm. and that's really good because you're going to get amazing at that skill but once you figure out how to do these flip resets and how to get the skill down then you have to go back to that coach or training regimen and then bring everything else back up because you've kind of let that go to the wayside. And if you don't um, have that, you know, re- regimented thing where you're like, okay, I'll do this dribble and then a little bit of air dribbling the next day and then do whatever else the day after or whatever. Right. If you don't have that, then all of it's just going to be a net decrease. And while you do have, well, you might be amazing at flip resets or this new skill that you're learning. Um, if you can't do all the basic stuff, then, it's a very big net uh, negative for you, right? So you just go back into that regimented training, bring everything else back up. And then after you learn the next skill, whatever it might be, little uh, hint towards what we're heading to, let's say flip cancels. Um, (laughs) If uh, once you figure out how to learn those, go back into the training regimen and then have flip resets as part of that regimen, right? So the new skill is now part of your basic set that you're just practicing. Mm -hmm. I, so I would agree um, it's really weird right now for me because I feel like I'm doing there's certain things that I'm doing that feels like it kind of boosts everything mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in a way that's so significant compared to me like 
doing a particular like let's just say like a shooting training pack or whatever i think sometimes like there there it's weird because it'll be like two weeks where i practice for instance uh, i'm doing a whole bunch of um air control like maps challenges and stuff like workshop stuff mm-hmm. yep and the net like when ends up happening is my shooting on average gets better and it's not it's it's a weird thing that happens because i'm like i i feel like i almost feel like i could have been doing like shooting drills instead but like this thing inadvertently helped me with this other thing you know what I mean? yep and that's why like you see a lot of like the the pros let's say if they're just doing nothing they're in free play doing insane things mm-hmm. because it's practicing everything right <laughs> and as you get better and as you go through the um like your mechanical progress like doing uh things that don't really or aren't related to uh what you're training will generally train what you, that thing because let's say you need to do air control um, or you're, you're working on shots, then your aerials will necessarily get better because you'll know how your car moves a little bit better. You'll get up there faster. You'll know how to hit the right part of your car. You might not have the direct practice of hitting the ball into the specific part of the net, but you have overall better aerial control so you can get to the place that you want to be better. Okay. Right? Sorry. Sorry. I, I just had a thought that made me think <laughs> back, but you, when you were uh on one of your streams, you were saying, uh, I think you did, you did the dribble challenge and then you said something, you said, okay, so I practiced my slow play. Now let me practice my fast play. And then you went to like free play and like hit the ball around mm-hmm. really fast. And yeah. then like, that was really, I don't know if eye opening is the right word, but it, it maybe just struck a chord because literally the day before, um, I, I was playing a game and I'm like, I can't play slow right now. <laughs> like I physically could not control the ball on top of my car, but I was like fine with just like running around like a monkey and hitting the ball really fast and like not missing and stuff. Right. But it, yep. it was, it was so weird. Cause the next day I'm like, Oh, okay. Like that makes sense. Cause I feel like sometimes you'll just only practice playing fast and then it's like, okay, well no wonder you're just going to run around and hit the ball because like literally all the other like slowing down or slightly changing an angle just doesn't happen because you you warmed up by playing fast and then you're playing fast and you don't change speeds at all yeah Mm -hmm. definitely definitely a thing that has to happen that's why like if you have the time to warm up then you warm up everything (laughs) if you don't have time to warm up up by hitting the ball really fast because then then you become Mm -hmm. tom i guess (laughs) (laughs) come what do you have on this your professional coach thoughts (laughs) no like i think you guys covered that really well like it's uh it, like that that kind of early pacing and like training yourself to like understand what that speed entails and everything is like a huge huge part of trying to actually uh grasp a steady play style right and like the con- i think the everything you guys covered of all things leads to consistency and we how much do we talk about consistency on this show right <laughs> so i think you guys covered it well man nice i actually asked combo there so that i could get the approval that i wanted um and as a coach this you know, it was entirely a personal thing saying i just want a combo's approval so i'm gonna ask in a nice way and get it <laughs> very nice <laughs> that's how you 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 manipulate people to get comp uh compliments manipulate wow yes that's how it's done <laughs> i'm actually not that mean of a person don't worry um okay let's move on to beginner's corner that i referenced earlier instead of talking about dribbling let's talk about flip cancels because zero you want to talk about them yeah i want to talk about flip cancels but can i just say wabbits's manipulation is equivalent to puppy dog eyes um so true uh 
No, flip cancels. I. Before like, we get into this, okay. Can I just explain them because they're a little bit yes, more yes obscure of a thing. Okay. Um, so unlike flip uh, flip resets or everything else that's like super used, they're a little bit more obscure and um, they generally just come into your play naturally and unintentionally as you get into like the high GCs. Um, I I don't think you could unintentionally... like. If you, you don't of, know what flip cancels are, I don't think you'll do a flip cancel. Like, <laughs> no, I, I think I think the only point you end up start doing like unintentional flip cancels is when you've done so many flip cancels that it's the only way you can shoot anymore. AKA me, I like I, I <laughs> cannot comprehend and like the, honestly, it, it unfortunately becomes a, a hindrance on learning some mechanics where the whole point of the mechanic is to follow through. Um, is that I, I literally cannot shoot without flip canceling at this point because it's such a core part of my game um, <laughs> that, yeah, it's uh, that's why I, I feel like it's hard to do unintentionally, um, but incredibly, incredibly easy to do unintentionally if you've put in a, just a gross amount of hours to doing them. Fair, fair. That might be what I was going for. But regardless, what they actually are is when you flip into, uh, similar to a half flip, but more advanced version, where a half flip is canceling your flip when you're halfway through, because the physics allows you to do that and then turning around uh, flip cancel itself is hitting the ball and then using the momentum the ball gives you um, and turning your control stick or like moving your tr- control stick to the opposite direction of that um, to quote unquote cancel your flip and doing that makes you just your car stay in the position that it would be. Um, yeah, so, so can I just say, is it literally just going like, let's just say I'm hitting the ball completely straight forward. Is it literally just hitting it straight back? As I'm hitting yeah, the you're, flip. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the literal mechanic is like if as you're like as you're describing is if you're flip, like front flipping. So if to front flip, you hold up on your joystick if you're playing a controller and double press A slash X slash whatever your jump button is. And mm-hmm. then in the midst of following that, basically immediately following that second touch of jump, which starts your front flip, you literally have to slam the joystick back the other way mm-hmm. uh, to start it, right? Yep, and then the momentum that you put into the ball will then allow, along with you holding it backwards, stop the flip, and you'll just hit the ball without flip or hit the ball with flip momentum, <laughs> but without flipping. Like you'll why hit do- the ball as hard as you would with the flip, but you yeah. don't actually have to follow through with it. You got mm-hmm. why would uh, why would someone want to use a flip cancel wabbits? Uh, specifically, at least the most um, apparent one that I know is for double touches. <laughs> uh, and it's easiest to describe with double touches specifically because it keeps your car in the direction that you're facing um so let's say you're uh, doing a double touch and you're going off the wall and you flip into the ball um if you just flip into the ball that means that your car now has like a second to figure itself out and um you can't boost in any direction that you really want to so if you flip cancel it then you can continue boosting towards the ball follow it and then hit it off the wall in the way that you have a lot more ball, uh, aerial control with your car. You can get better ball control overall. You can continue air, uh, air dribbles, double touches, whatever it might be. That's why I called it a higher level mechanic because it's used to make uh, other high level mechanics better and also help with recoveries. <laughs> it, it's it's so weird to me because like it, it seems like such a minute edge like the, the the thing like if if you were to ask me what do i think this particular mechanic would be helpful with it'd be if i'm shooting and i'm really close to a wall like that that's the first thing that pops into my head you know Fair. what i mean because mm-hmm. it would be like okay instead of me like let's just say i flip into the ball and i land up on the back side of my car hitting the wall i'm like that's not good so it'd be better to flip cancel and then land properly and just keep playing but 
when it comes to like I mean I guess it makes sense but I don't know I just I guess I hit a double touches flipping anyway so I'm just <laughs> um the other main and the reason i learned it in the first place which is funny because it tends to be the reason that people know the least um the arguably the main reason it should be used uh is that it allows you to get on top over top of the ball better than if you are flipping through and to to picture that and to like understand how it works is that if you like um i'm literally in in real life right now like making a fist with with a picture of the ball so if like my left hand's a fist my right hand is flat like a car if you like if you're picturing this like doing it along with me and you're flipping forward with your like with your right hand um if you're thinking about it as the ball is uh making contact with your car your car is coming downwards so you're losing height over top of the ball whereas if you cancel but you're getting that same amount of speed your car is always staying at that like let's say like slightly upright angle while it hits it so it allows you to get over top of the ball a little easier thereby bringing down the shot if let's say you're you're consistently skying the ball flip canceling might be a really actually great mechanic to start practicing to see if you can rein in those shots a little more and for me like i said like i flip cancel literally almost every time i hit the ball um for the main purpose of always being on top of it and now i very rarely sky the ball ever and this was probably a couple years ago that i really like actually practiced it um and i I so very rarely sky it now and just like you said lazero like like the the difference is, is quite minute but if it's the difference between going bar down and out or going bar down and in then that's that's worth it for me right and that's a pretty uh, huge thing at the end of the day if if anybody ever says that the main the only reason they'll ever float cancel is to do that they're probably lying it just feels good and it looks cool um <laughs> at its core and that's why so me giving you that whole spiel like maybe that's like 10 to 20 percent of the time that i'm flip canceling is for that reason unconsciously like i said i flip cancel every shot generally it's just because it looks pretty cool and and i feel like it, as a placebo honestly more than anything i feel like i'm more accurate with it um because i don't need to adjust i don't need to guess where my car or like read if you want to call it that where my car is going to be rotation wise when it's making contact i know for a fact if i'm consistent with my flip cancels that it's always going to be basically horizontal if i'm leaning back and then flipping into my shot uh which is really nice for me so i feel like i have more control when i'm flip canceling and shooting fair very fair i've never actually thought of it as a um and like i know that it helps with aim but i've never thought of it as specifically to get on top of the ball and that's the like art that is literally i think i've seen several i know squishy ha- literally used to or still does have a video talking about it um or is on stream or a clip or something i don't really remember but yeah that that is the the fundamental reason that you see a lot of people will be doing it uh and then it has obviously been pushed into so much more i agree mm-hmm. like i love setting up double touches way up in the air with a flip cancel i love being able to like boom the ball out of my end where i'm getting height instead but i feel like i'm getting more power and more accuracy downfield to not hit the ceiling with a clear but just go right by it right what, what would be described mm-hmm. as a perfect clear um mm-hmm. so like little things like that It'll all come from flip cancels um and then you can really start mixing them in right so like then learning the shot um, where when let's say if a ball's up and you're on the on your backboard and it's coming towards you jumping off the wall and rather than having to, to rotate your car so that you're doing a normal shot instead you're going to lean your car down so you're upside down and then like I, I use the word swoop for no reason at all but like <laughs> swooping under the ball right um, and again flip canceling makes that so much easier because you're forcing your car to remain in that upright position where it's being able to hit the ball much stronger than if you're trying to time the flip of it itself and that's on that exact clear is when you 
see a lot of people who don't know how to use their flip cancels there is where they'll jump off the wall, like I said, upside down, try and hit it. And they'll just boom it right into the ground because their flip is going faster than <laughs> when the ball meets them. And then I'm sure you guys can picture it. Slash, you've probably done it a million times, just like me, <laughs> where then the top of your car, like almost like if let's picture an octane, like the engine block at the back there, that's what's hitting the ball. And it's just firing it right down into probably the hood of an opponent who's just going to dribble into your open net. Um, so yeah, th- that's, uh, it's really cool to be able to start mixing it in elsewhere and I would probably say the mechanic I least intentionally mixed in elsewhere was just like I said anytime I shoot Rocket League my muscle memory says I need to slam the stick in the complete opposite direction also probably why I rip through joysticks like no tomorrow um so that makes sense (laughs) yeah I might actually start doing that hearing that specific thing because I always thought it was more of a um more of a mechanical thing where like you would use it for other mechanics Mm -hmm. but hearing that it like one helps with with aim and two has uh just beneficial things generally overall i might try and start learning that now i was i was kind of surprised to to see you guys want to uh, talk about it at least you lazero well i wanted to talk about it because for whatever random reason uh my mind decided last week that uh (laughs) the next whatever the next two skills that i'm learning um are uh the flip reset and the flip cancel so i I did want to talk about it because um yeah i guess i guess in learning it the funniest thing is like going to training and literally not having the ball and just practicing to make sure your car doesn't (laughs) turn turn after you flip cancel i I actually did that because like i would i mean this is always a question as well as like does your joystick have uh um like a little bit of tilt or drag or whatever because that that really messes with it sometimes that Um, one makes sense but uh yeah regardless uh, it's it's the next thing that i'll learn but i'm still i'm still currently on flip reset so once once i at least have them with some consistency i'll uh i'll look at this Mm -hmm. cool cool i actually like that a lot i'll i'll give an update on some of my own uh flip cancel endeavors probably next week do we have Can't anything we, else? Dude. Do we? Does anybody want to talk about flip cancels more? I don't know. It's up to you guys. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. If you practice them, you can you can come back and talk to it. And then whenever okay. I get around to it, I can talk about it as well. Perfect. This will be saved for a later date then. So. I reckon Rocket League is just going to become like the, uh, the, what's the, what, like the, the, now that I've practiced, this is what I learned part of Beginner's Corner. <laughs> It's now the intermediate corner. Um, <laughs> we're not good. No, no, no. It's, it's supposed to call back to the previous week. It's like the, are we good? Yeah, anyway. Uh, true. I like that. <laughs> okay. So let's move on to comp, comp corner. Um, and first off, we're going to give me and Lazero's thoughts on the new format because most of you, if not all of you, probably already heard the combo's thoughts uh, from the Mechanically Mediocre. And we're just going to go over this probably a little bit quickly because like, let's go you very know. quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you want to spend an hour 20 on it? Uh, we could, we could, but you already <laughs> did that. So I don't think we need two hours, 40 minutes on it. And <laughs> um, so my thoughts on it are actually really like the new format. It makes things um, generally, in my opinion, a lot better uh, because individual things matter, like events matter, minors, majors, and uh, championship all matters directly for getting to championship. Um, and I, I really do like that. There's storylines to follow. There's, uh, individual stuff like that. Um, can, can I ask, mm-hmm. I don't know if combo would know, but are the events like, you know, in a post COVID world, shall we say, 
uh is like event one event two event three all land events likely no because they're regional um so the the thought would be that it's easier to just do them online uh so, so yeah, like it's not confirmed but it'd be weeklies. like literally brawl yeah. like we just saw the brawl 10k for yeah, like it'd yeah, be yeah. like that the exact same thing um and then i don't mind the majors are almost definitely lands so yeah that's what i would expect and hope for um my personal issue i'll get to this um and i think this is mostly a lack of information is the weekly league because i really like that they have it because it's a throwback to both rlcs and rlrs uh, play-ins but um if that's happening at the same time as the events which i think it is based off what i've read but i'm not sure um then it'll be something similar to what we have right now where it feels like way too much rocket league content to just be able to take in and i kind of hope the events will be like they'll be maybe in those like gaps between the weekly league yeah that's what i would event. yeah i don't mm-hmm. know but you know who who really knows yeah jared and i put a lot of talk into like what we thought timing would look like in it so yeah if if uh, if you hadn't listened and like are curious about like exactly what we're describing yeah we we went that was probably one of the things i think we went the most in depth of a uh, when we did the math on it it's <laughs> like uh for each split it's uh, like okay well so if it's three splits in a year then my mind goes to like okay four months per split but then we're like ah but they need an off season at some point so we're like okay maybe three months per split and we're looking mm-hmm. around we're like okay but like when would the months be and like what would that be we're like okay well you could probably fit it all in two months per split but then that <laughs> means how long would the weekly league be if because there's only eight weeks in two months so like would there only be eight weeks or would they play multiple games per week like like we went into like a lot of depth as to what we thought because we literally don't have answers right we have no idea yeah. um so yeah pretty pretty crazy Yes, definitely crazy. What I want to know right now that I just thought about is if somebody wins, let's say event one, yep, um, or let's let's say event uh, they they're playing in in the weekly league and they win event three. Okay, that means that they're in the uh, the major for sure. Yep, um, because they've won event three. But would they still play in weekly league? Because no, so win- so hmm. from what we think, the events do not guarantee your spot at all and uh that's what i'm gonna think i think oh. this is guaranteed winning an event does not guarantee you it probably will uh, in the long run it's gonna be mm-hmm. similar to fusion where it's you'll you get points based on how you perform yep. um yep. in each event and so the so it's it's if you win an event i'm sure it's very likely that you're going to make the major mm-hmm. right to, to to move on um and then it's it's the let's say let's say there's only four people for like four teams from each region that make the major that was kind of the the guesstimate we were using i think it's gonna be more jared and i both agreed we thought it'd be more but it's just much simpler when there's three events in a weekly league to say that there's four um so let's say that like three different teams win uh, let's three different teams split first second third completely equally between those three events um and then whatever team wins the weekly league that's the only thing we know guarantees your spot in a major is because that's the wild card is what the weekly league yes. is. So if you come second in the weekly league sucks, like that's not your qualification. So you better hope you did well. And at least two of the three events, let's say if that's what the points matter. Um, the okay. real thing we don't have answers on is how the majors are going to be worked because to me, and like this is what Jared and I were talking about since there's three majors in a year and then your performance in the majors means that you will make the world championship that what happens if I win a major, am I allowed to play in the next two? Um, because mm-hmm. I've already, let's say confirmed my spot for worlds or is it going to be another, because they didn't explain the point system here. Is it going to be a point system for the majors as well? Like we don't really mm-hmm. know. Um, so that that's where it's still a little, a little messy. And so that was kind of our like ending note is that we're really hoping that people will act like Sinox will come out with like a very like in-depth PDF of like, what does the rules actually look like? Um, so that people can understand 
also though i hope that it's not super hard to follow so that if like i we use csgo as an example of like i i would watch just casual csgo events and like i would think that they're like an important event but for all for the actual like in-depth fan they're like oh well yeah this is just event three in split two so like it doesn't actually really matter who wins this because this this team's already guaranteed a spot in because their points from last really you know what i mean so mm-hmm. i'm hoping that there there's hoping that it's advertised well enough that even a casual fan can follow and like generally understand what it looks like yeah yeah i um, mm-hmm. i Go ahead. like because this what you just said made me made me think of starcraft because the they had like when when blizzcon you know Rest in peace, BlizzCon last year. Um, when BlizzCon, um, the way they would work is essentially it'd be like every player per se, or I guess in this case it would be like every team um, would have a uh, like a running total of points. Um, so like even if you won the first major, the idea would be in order for you to qualify for the championship, you still have to get at least like fifth or sixth in whatever mm-hmm. the other point totals would be. So I would speculate that it would be something like that. Like it'd be like, Winning a major like almost guarantees you, but you still have to like not finish last in the other events. Right? Yeah, that's exactly. Or like not even qualify for the other events if you don't qualify. Like, yeah, we'll see. Um, but at its core, like I think I think they. It looks as if this is like one of the most perfect systems. Obviously, already like um, tried in various other esports to like value both the like single day mm-hmm. massive performances that we saw from like the the peeps then pittsburgh knights um but also value consistency like we see of like let's say energy every season right kind mm-hmm. of thing so which is exciting so i'm happy that both those will still get storylines on both ends of a like oh this is like energy's third perfect season or something but we'll also get a like look at this like non-org team win event one wow they came out of nowhere who are these 15 year olds let's say right that that just managed yeah. to get in so uh, I'm, I'm happy that you still get both ends uh because i think both are phenomenal narratives to, to share for a sport right mm-hmm. all right yep. but let, let's talk about the elephant in the room all right with a full year format right as this is intended stop me right now if i'm wrong full, uh, full or four you said full year full, full like year yeah you got one it. championship yeah. a year yep is like is turbo going to become our gretzky dude because no one's going to catch up to him like what's <laughs> true yeah <laughs> that's Very actually true. fair he's if it'd be so hard to win four you're gonna right? have to do what he did in two years and four years <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and you know what with recent results like he's probably gonna win the first one too you know <laughs> not wrong so yeah that's actually a good good point we'll, we'll have to keep on looking but what I wanted to, I've two concerns currently about what's happening here. Um, well, not a, the first one isn't actually a concern. It's what I really like. And it's that the main reason we haven't gotten any information is that they're still going over it uh, with the teams and they're waiting for um, the teams to like the teams and organizations to like pretty, pretty much approve what it is that they're doing and give their ideas and give all of that from what I, I know at least. Um, so I really like that they're, giving a very active role to um, the organizations and the players uh, to pretty much approve this whole system. And this is just the general layout, but the actual specifics will be decided with them. And I really like that they're doing that because, you know, the open letter that happened a couple of weeks back and all the other stuff that's been going on, this is just a very, very good thing that's for them to do. Um, I'm going to be honest, like I always (laughs) feel, and like with that, because I don't know how team owners per se would say, but I always feel like the simpler it is, the better. Like if when, when I tune into an event, I shouldn't have to like track down 
every little detail to know whether like this is important or not or you got it you know what i mean like i think that takes away from the experience um i think in general what i liked about the current or the past format per se right is that okay there's league play i can look up stats for league play i don't really have to think of anything else right Mm -hmm. and then like the one thing that you could say was definitely tricky was playoffs but that's because they're trying to make league play matter um which in north american sports it does but it doesn't you know (laughs) while while in europe they'll tend to push uh especially in football leagues they'll tend to push that league play is just that is the tournament there is no like tournament style thing it's just like whoever wins over the course of 30 games as opposed to doing like playoffs right mm-hmm. um but regardless it was it was simple in the fact that it was very like step by step league play playoffs to make it to the, the land finals land finals you know um and the only thing that you could say is like if we're doing an event two on a random week in between weekly league that goes to a major um it's like that team winning event two i think will be forgotten about um, I think only the people who win the majors and maybe the people who win the weekly league were, will be like kind of pushed, but it, it just feels like what we got at the end of the season is like, oh, these people won the majors, but all those little events will kind of be like footnotes that people don't really go back to. So I don't know how much people are going to want or not want to watch some of those events. Fair. What I'll say about the events is that they're probably going to be monthly. So that is pretty, pretty hearty. Like if we say there's a, um, we split this into four, right? Um, have the fourth split be the off season plus probably world championship. Um, or maybe like a, a final thing of like two months where, or one or two months where it's like major, major, major world championship, whatever it might be. Um, those are monthly tournaments and those are like generally pretty hype. <laughs> they're not, they're not major level, but they are some, like there's a lot of stuff behind it and the winners of the event will have a whole month where they're the winners of the most recent event. Right. So I think that's like a, a pretty, pretty I'm good just thing so afraid of overwatch league splits, dude. Like that that's- thing was the worst possible thing for viewer experience by like, cause they, they essentially had five splits if you think about it. Right. And when you get to split five, you go, so like, why did I care about the first four? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like other fair. than the fact that they're making money, but it was like, so we're in season three league play for the split playoff, which feeds into this bigger playoff, which f- does not feed into the world championship. It's just that bigger playoff. But like it got to a point where it's like, there's a lot of stuff and it's just overly complicated for no reason. And that is what I'm very afraid of. Cause I, it just doesn't entice. I think me. that's pretty reasonable to, to assume people can follow. I feel like it's, it's not too much right that, now. It's not too much, but I could see it being simple. Well, it, obviously, well, blah, blah, blah. It depends on how they structure or whatever, whatever. <laughs> um, it's still a lot of different things that, like, I don't want to be in split two, event two, and, like, look at it and be like, there's weekly league happening at the same time and be like, I don't even know if I'm going to watch this event. You know, like, that. I don't want yeah. that to happen where... Like some of these yeah, events I, just get lost in the shuffle. Yeah, that, that's why I like I was very worried about weekly league um, happening at the same time as the events because that is a very scary thing. But I would assume that it's like end of month we have event one, end of next month we have event two. Between that we have the weekly league, which is what I would hope for. If you want more in depth thought, please go to mechanically yeah. mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> um, my second issue. Yeah, which, boys, let's have a, let's have a quick chat. You know, 
Quick chat. It's only Quick like chat, what, hour twenty, dude. It's, it's all, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I was getting your last point across. Yeah. What's happening to SA, like South America and OCE? Did you guys talk about that? We did. Uh, there hasn't been any release. Uh, we talked about the legality of it. So right now, uh, we assume that uh, we don't actually know because we don't see the contracts. But like the mm-hmm. way I worded it was, that I assumed that um, both Throwdown and I think it's like RL Street. I always forget what the actual organization behind uh, Sam's is. Mm-hmm. Um, they are like sole proprietors running the leagues on Cyanix's behalf. So therefore, like I'm sure Cyanix could like has. Um, the ability to pick what their leagues look like, but we have seen that both leagues are run slightly differently than than NAEU RLCS every season, um, mm-hmm. or like some seasons. So I would not be surprised if either one they follow suit, or if they uh, if they don't do that, then maybe they take a season of still playing the normal leagues uh, and go from there. My only comment was that neither region, as of yet, in my opinion, has the depth to run um, leagues this big. Uh, like that's why there's no RLRS in in like. OCE or Sam or things like that. Like, like there isn't the depth yet. And I even said that I don't like NA and EU are even still like just kind of getting there in depth of that, uh, with leagues and, and events and all this, the, these larger things that are obviously going to, we assume at least take on more teams than the eight or 10. Now that we're seeing, uh, that I don't think if you were running splits this long with like 16 teams, let's say any EU and Sam, we might see some problems of that. There's only four teams maybe that are competitive and, and are actually winning every game. So, um, yeah, that, that was kind of our comments and our takes. We, we just don't know. There hasn't been any comments. So, okay. That's basically all I wanted to say there. I'll take that take. That's a solid one. Um, so that's our little short recap, like basically 10% of the time of the mechanically mediocre. If you want Jared's opinion and the rest of Combo's opinion, go watch that if you haven't already. You don't want Jared's opinion. <laughs> yeah, who who would want Jared's opinion, dude? Okay, so little side tangent. I had the mechanically mediocre up to see the, the format just for other people to see this graphic because I couldn't find it online because I'm terrible at searching for things. But <laughs> the entire time I have this open, I have it paused at two seconds and Jared has the most smug look on his face ever. And it's just... He's, he's just looking at me. And it's I, his face uh, always, man. Best part oh. is he doesn't listen to these, so he has no idea that we're uh, we're bad men thing. Yep, that's why we <laughs> Jair as much as we want. <laughs> he did, he uh, did crack 1700, so you got to give him props there. True, the first true. time ever. Yo, there's this other guy that I, I just kept talking about. Like, what was he, like electric or something to do with, like, energy or power? Oh, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> kind of sound like a Pokemon. There's like a V. I think there's a V and then maybe like an O and then like an L. Ugh, who was that guy? <laughs> no idea. Nobody knows him. Um, at that point, let's move on. Also, big rats to, to him because I think he both cracked a, a PB, didn't he? I thought he was at a record. Maybe. Not sure. Okay. I thought I remember him hearing or hearing that from him. I can't quite remember. But regardless, big rats to Jer. He's actually good at the game. Um, let's get nah, into I just carry him. True, but we don't put call them out on that. So let's get into actual uh, competitive things that happened this week. Um, first off, we have the Brawl 10K, which I watched a couple of. Um, big thing that I got out of this was that pro comms are kind of amazing, and I have a little little rant that I want to go on. But what about you guys? What did you think? Well, I just watch highlights uh, as I've been doing. Like I said, it's been overload, so uh, I've been struggling to keep up, but. Uh, the game seven of the finals was was very hype, like a uh, very very uh, hype and like a very scripted storyline. As the joke, <laughs> dude, this like this tournament, like I was because because I kind I was kind of watching a little bit, and then I'm like, wait, Turbo's playing on Team Envy <laughs> and they're against NRG. I have to tune in. I think that made the tournament. Also, 
what happened the semis guys like i just don't understand i know and uh, the my favorite part one, man oh, go ahead go ahead sorry the status one if i remember was space station dude mm-hmm. like and especially you'd hear their comms it i'm like what like they just stopped like they're just mm-hmm. like we can't do anything and it wasn't even like oh this team's overpowering us it was like we're like for some reason we've forgotten how to do stuff like regular mm-hmm. stuff I don't know. It was it was it was so bizarre. But like you know, mm-hmm. I guess that's what the one thing about comms that really is nice is like you actually can hear in their voice and tone a lot of things that are going on that like would be hard to describe by just watching them play. Yeah, yep. the uh, the one like hands down favorite moment of it is was uh, like I said I like I caught some like live but mostly excuse me watch highlights uh i remember bringing up after seeing um i watched a bit of envy versus uh, jamal jabari in group d um and i said to jared i was like man i was like envy's looking good like really good like shockingly good um and jared's like ah, eh, like like i they looked kind of weak against stromboli he's like yeah we'll see and like wasn't super into it um and then when they won uh, so then they played 72 pc and i like i said i didn't watch any of these but i was talking to jared um because i think i think i was out and i was like messaging him on discord like from my phone um um, and same thing. I was like, oh, like how to envy look against 70, 72 PCs. Like, oh, like not very good. Like, like we'll see how it goes and so on. And they go in and like I was checking on Liquipedia and I saw like one nothing, two nothing, three nothing for envy over G2. And I messaged Jared like when it was 3 0. I was like, oh, like how's, how's G2 looking, man? And he's like, and he just didn't answer. Um, and I thought it was absolutely hilarious. And then they go on to then beat NRG as well in, in a very classic turbo fashion. Um, but no, that, that was, it was cool, man. It's fun watching turbo like continue to find success. Like he is, I would say, arguably one of the most criticized by me even as well players because he plays such a clunky truthfully style um that it it never looks it, like he doesn't look like squishy right he doesn't look like justin he doesn't look like even garrett at that rate or like jane apps or is it like any of these like very strong consistent players like he's the guy that misses flicks turns it into a demo and then the ball the ball rolls into the net um and so i like it's so fun to watch him continue to find success regardless of any comments or anything of like being dropped by his team and then coming out and beating them in game seven like pretty pretty historic Pretty How cool. do you feel losing to a guy that doesn't practice, dude? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I, I'll say this. The one thing that you cannot take away from Turbo is he is game day or, or like whether it's like the ability to manage stress levels or like game day performance so going up to up a level. Like there's no other person where it's like, oh, OK, I guess he just showed up today. You know what I mean? Like he is. And I mean, I I think even when we look at NRG when they did one Worlds is like, uh, I think Garrett was saying something about how like, you know, they were in a stressful situation and they just turned to like Turbo who's just like really relaxed and they're like, oh yeah, he's done this before, you know, and so that <laughs> helped them relax. So like, I I hate to say it, dude, but I, like the more and more I watch this guy play on every random team and the more and more he's able to just pull out wins, I'm like, he's starting to become undeniable and. I don't know if I hate to love it or love to hate it. You know, <laughs> fair. Um, what I want my little praise for Turbo is um, he's so good at just fitting into a team because a lot of people just have their set role as like you know Squishy's a, a frontline player who's going to pop off and then do things. Justin's an amazing finisher who's going to get a really nutty goal uh, if somebody else sets him up or just do something really cool. Um, you have all those players like that where it's like they do their role and they do it amazingly. Turbo is just very good at fitting in because he's played the back line. He's played the third man, the very defensive do nothing uh, character player. He's 
Kurt, or in the most recent tournament, he played a very front line. I'm going to do everything, bring the ball, demo, do everything else. Um, and he was also really good at the two man where he's in that middle position where like he gets the goals, he gets or the finishes, he does all that. And it, that, that is something that like, I don't really see many people or many pros do where they just are essentially a flex position where, <laughs> where they just are so good at all of the, um, all of the roles that like you, you can't deny them, uh, that one, they're one of the best players just at everything. And that, yeah, that's, that's something that I got to give to turbo. Um, but <laughs> on that note, what I wanted to talk about specifically with comms is, uh, I don't know if you saw this combo of this was one specific game. I think it was actually the 72 PC, the envy versus 72 PC. Um, envy's comms were just so lacking and they were just dead. Like yeah. nobody was actually talking. Nobody was really doing anything. And it was, it was weird because turbo is such a, a laughy, uh, com- comedic guy that he just takes over comms and will like, will talk over things, make jokes, make things friendly, but it was dead <laughs> and it was weird. Fair. I don't know. Yeah, to me, like that, that almost comes because, like, even like when I play with people, like I barely calm at all in these days, mm-hmm. and especially people that I play with. Uh, funnily enough, it's like the people I play with regularly. We're not quiet more because we're just talking about anything. Um, mm-hmm. But then the people that I don't play with as much, but I like trust because of either rank or like we played sometimes or things like that. I actually similarly find I, I, I barely talk and like we barely talk kind of thing because we're just we're all we're all just focused doing our thing playing being a role player and and winning games and that's it and so i would i would be curious if that's a similar i don't even want to call it mentality because it's not a mentality i have it just kind of happens of that i just fall into like settling with a like i'm just gonna rotate as normally as i possibly can use my body language to show where i'm headed at all times like little Mm -hmm. things like that so um i would be curious if that's the same uh i obviously i have no idea i don't have the insight to know but um like all three players that were playing on that squad are all like pretty notable players right of like being strong uh just funny enough i would say all three of them are pretty strong team players um so i'm curious if literally all three of them were just being role players right and just like, uh, like i'm just gonna stick to our standard rotation call maybe a pass here or there and little things that are might maybe slightly different other than that just we'll grind and, and keep it easy right because i can i can only imagine if i'm let's say new joining a team if let's put me on turbo for instance if the two players um, especially maybe if you're not as much in this case, but if you're joining like a long standing team. Um, mm-hmm. So I think of like a Lucian playing with like gimmick and torment. Uh, I would be curious if let's say gimmick and torment are filling the comms with what they're used to. I don't think I'd ever talk, right? I would be just sit, like sitting there trying to fit in. So I almost think that there would be more success if all three players are quiet and just trying to to do what they all probably collectively think is the right meta for whatever they're doing um i'd be i'd be curious if that is the case right and like where that probably comes from Mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense um on the other side of that though we have comms from nrg specifically that i remember super busy (laughs) super busy and what specifically that I, i liked the most about this was um while they were calming pretty like what what you would expect like i'm going for the ball i'm at this boost i'm doing this what i heard from them that I didn't hear from a lot of other teams was specifically Garrett G and sometimes Justin, but mostly Garrett G. Um, he was calling out the enemy rotation and enemy position all the time. And I think that's something that is not recognized enough as the third man, as the back man, um, because as we all know, Garrett G plays a very defensive role. He lets his teammates go and do things and then will sometimes pop off when he needs to. Um, but that's something that like, he's just letting his teammates know where every single other person is while his teammates are doing things. And 
I don't know. That, I feel like that might just be underappreciated. It's like a very standard support role in other games that isn't really seen. I don't think. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because uh, I've also heard that Violent Panda does something similar where it's like mm-hmm. this is where the ball's going. Like, it's not a necessary thing, but he'll like even call out where the flow of play is about to transition to. Yeah, um, which is which is I guess like in, in the same vein of like kind of the idea of support or like watching what is going on and and i guess i guess it's like one would be helpful because like you could position as to what's going to happen while the other one is just allowing you to at least process okay like can i go for do i have the time to do this thing like where's this other opponent right Mm -hmm. that i might not be able to see Mm -hmm. and at this point i'm wondering if like a lot of the things that you see from uh let's say justin in the previous uh world championship are partially because um garrett's so heavily calling you have like an hour of time this is Mm -hmm. you have all the time in the world go and do something and then he would just do you know something off the ceiling where where he just takes all the time in the world and i don't know if that would be justin specifically being very aware of everybody or if that's also because you have this backline player who's calling things out yeah Yeah. that's can i I just say about i i don't know if this was the final game or the, the one before the final but there were like uh, there, there was like I was listening to Energy's comms, and there's like one point Squish is like, "Yo, we're fast, enough. don't worry about it, let's go." And I'm like, I don't know if that's a helpful call, <laughs> like helpful thing to say, like we're fast, because it like it's it just seems so generic. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, I get- that's interesting because I I say that all the time. Like that's actually a comm I use quite often mm. because my my whole goal of it, uh, and we've talked about this before about like when like well, a lot of my mentality when I'm trying to like verbally like coach someone is to like a consistent quote I use is like play like you're the best player on the field because you are the best mm. player on the field right for that kind of confidence boost there. Um, is that if I'm finding that my my teammates are being beat to the balls a lot, or even if I'm being beat to the balls a lot, because like I'll oftentimes if I'm saying something, it's probably 50 50 of like i'm also just trying to say it to myself um to wake myself up a bit um i always like that's a verbatim a, a line i use all the time is saying like guys like we're faster like we, like we need to use this like we are faster than them um mm. and see if that can start pushing like nothing literally i completely agree it's as generic as it gets and my hope is that someone will take it and then use that however they need to does that mean that they need to challenge faster does that mean that they need to like like um double jump aerial much more often than maybe they are does that mean that like they're dribbling too sometimes. often you yeah. got it right are they are they dribbling slowly to set up a play rather than just getting the ball in their hood flicking it because they're about to be challenged instantly like it's something that i i like i use that phrase a lot um it, i do agree though interesting at the pro level when like space and time is, is even tighter than like what i play um but the i honestly use that exact line all the time because it's my goal to try to push people higher and i've been funny enough saying it even more recently like i said because i've been playing on other accounts where maybe we're playing like low gc or like high c3 like that area when like just probably objectively we are faster than them um it's my like wake up call for like guys like why are we playing this like we're in a a sweaty 17 lobby like we're playing 1500s come on like you are faster like you are better Mm -hmm. players like let's wake up here right Mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense and i'm kind of surprised that uh you would bring that specific line up to zero because i've heard you and i've also called this out a lot um where in a lot of games that at least we play um if it's twos or threes we that's that's like one of the most common things that we say it's like we're faster do we play slower do we play faster i don't know but the first thing that comes out is that we're faster and i just kind of find that a little bit funny that you would bring it up (laughs) i think maybe because 
Well, I, like, because I think we're actually thinking back to the tournament now that we played together. Also and that, yep. That, like, me saying that in that particular case was like, no, like, literally, these people cannot handle the pressure we're about mm-hmm. to put on them. Like, it was just, mm-hmm. it was a mismatch. But um, I think maybe why it seemed weird, because it was like, like, the call was made just after a kickoff. Or it was like as a kickoff was happening. And it was like, I feel like there's other information of like where you're trying to get the ball. Like where, you know what I mean? That, that feel should have been prioritized. Maybe makes- it was the timing that, that bugged me, but mm-hmm. um, it, it also was, I think maybe because at the pro level in general, I feel like, saying that statement assumes that you're thinking that you can just outpace the other team to win. You know what I mean? Which at least at that point in the game, I didn't feel was like necessarily the case. So I don't know. Maybe that I think specifically because it's pro level. It's like, there's such small differences. Like if you're faster, that means that you're probably reaching the 51st, even though you're still getting a 50. Um, so you take that time to really make sure the 50 goes where you want. That's what I would assume some of the small things of being faster or just beating or whatever else it might be at the pro level is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we're not at pro level, so we can't really say that. Um, but on the note of like it came out right after a kickoff, I could see that call being something that he wanted to say in that middle period between like. Mm, or, and he just right? wasn't able to before it started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it was just like a delayed uh, in, in the middle. Like we had that small break. I want to, to, to be fair, it could have even been um like by the time the the comms cut up to the stream recording. True. So like True. we we were already seeing the play start, but like you literally said it ten seconds or twenty seconds ago. That that that's fair. Yeah. So that that's what I would expect from that small thing. But regardless, the comm didn't ha- did happen, so it's, it's still interesting to talk about. Um, that's what I got for pro comms at least right now. Interesting. I really hope they keep them because it's so cool to, to listen to, and I actually love it. Um, plus, it makes it a little bit more personal with like understanding it's a the different players. tournament. I feel like with all the random community tournaments, I think everyone needs a gimmick, and this is a really good one. <laughs> I honestly hope they kind of keep this for at least some of the the smaller ones, like maybe or, the, the smaller events, not the majors, yeah. or yeah. And I, I would just say I'd like have something different, like especially if all. To, to differentiate your small mm. community or small tournament sure. sponsored by Riot or not Riot. Wow. Nice. Whoa. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Psionics, dude. Um, uh, yeah. Differentiate it from the other ones. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying specifically for like next mm-hmm. season. Yeah. Or like you just, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. if more tournaments have this, it'd be, it'd be, it's, it's good insight. Um, yeah. I like it. That's what I want to say. <laughs> um, I think we're good to end on Brawl, Brawl 10K. Uh, big sh- uh, shout-outs to Envy because that was a very well-deserved win, to be honest. Um, it's a high, if you that is a very high finals, go like go mm-hmm. back rewatch it if you haven't watched it. Mm-hmm. And we're good to move on. So, gonna blurt out some some small facts uh, right now. We know that for sure Mouse has left in addition to C9, um, so that's kind of sad. Uh, yeah, but we weren't expecting this one and two. They're like for now in their post. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of these teams, you know, give them a year or two to kind of recuperate or reorganize. Um, yep. 
just because sponsorship with. dollars are not happening nowadays. Exactly. And I think the, uh, the, the main purpose of this reformatting that they're doing is a lot of it is going to be focused on making more money for the organizations. So that'll be probably pretty good. And we should expect to see them uh, back pretty soon um, along with C9 and any other teams that uh, left recently. Um, Memory has joined United officially, no longer a Stanton. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's, that's kind of interesting. Um, <laughs> That'll be a yeah I don't know that'll be a cool one to do and Turbo is officially going back to Europe so not official he said in a in a Twitch chat that in two weeks he's going back to Europe uh, uh, <laughs> this man's just visiting cool. family dude yeah yes. <laughs> so so like yeah we'll see but uh, I think it's the right call I, th- I think I predicted that a while ago uh, when I predicted like it's not even a prediction that's a <laughs> normal human thing to do um but uh, yeah so I would not be surprised if, if he goes but yeah he said that in some guy's twitch chat and it was all over reddit so so small thing probably just visiting family but it might also be a, a big thing who knows um don't worry yeah. you'll find out in about two hours after this shows up exactly <laughs> You'll find out at 8.20 p.m. on Tuesday, because that's probably when recording will be. Well, there's no done. way the show is going to be out by then, dude. You're... Well, not out by then, but that's when it's going to finish. There's been news that's come oh, out. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's before true. Before we even released it. Yeah, that's the worst. Yep. Anyway. Yep. Um, and then the final thing that I want to say, I don't know if any of us watched any of this, but it was the Salt Mine 2. Some of the qualifiers have been happening. Um, mm-hmm. Qualifier 1 did happen for both EU and NA. And first killer took one and Ocala took the other. So no surprises there. It's continuing pretty much as expected. Congrats to those two. But, you know, there's there's a lot more salt mine happening. Um, and the second thing about salt mine, I don't know if you guys heard the little bit of drama there, but there was some. Um, I don't know who it was, but I, I was watching it a little bit and there was somebody um, had been like kicked out of this qualifier they, they got uh beat and then they immediately went to twitter and said i'm not going to be going in any other any of the other qualifiers um so they basically just gave up all like the entire spot said i'm done i'm not playing this anymore i don't want to be here um and just yeah they basically rage quit an entire tournament after the first qualifier <laughs> i don't want to be here anymore <laughs> yeah so uh yeah, that's the Lots of salt, salt mine living up to its name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, that's that's kind of what what's happening there. Um, Johnny Boy had a little bit of a, a small rant when people were asking about it, uh, where he was saying like, "This is completely up to the players if they want to do it." Definitely wouldn't recommend it because there's plenty of other options to get uh, <laughs> to get into the actual main event, like the finals. Um, but if people want to do it, that's what they can do. Uh, hopefully the players don't get super salty and make drastic decisions without actually thinking them over. But, you know, can't really stop them from doing it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not mad at someone for just giving up on a tournament if they get frustrated. That's, Dude, that's... Uh, why would I get mad at someone who's, you know, like, has to... <laughs> oh, for sure. Has for to sure. deal with that failure and their own rage. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's no... Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, like that person has to make a decision and has to deal with the pressure of, you know, being this tournament or whatever. Mm-hmm. If the frustrating got to him, it got to him. Like that, that's what it is. Yep. Yep. So like, you know, I can't actually remember who it was. 
which is kind of sad, but it was some upper profile person. <laughs> the The real issue here was that it was like immediately after the game that they lost. And I mean, then, like, like literally just made a decision. I'm done. Well, whatever. Yeah, you just put that into Twitter being like, you know what? I'm out. I don't want back in. You and know then, what? Good thing you didn't mention his name, dude. We're not giving him publicity <laughs> for quitting our tournament because that's what he wants. That's true. It's done. He's out. Uh, and that spot is now a uh, a buy <laughs> for the rest of the tournament, which is kind of funny. Because oh, perfect. Because like, knowing my yeah. luck, I'll be on that buy. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> uh, okay. So, yeah, that's what we got for Salt Mine. Probably going to be pretty cool coming up. Um, there is still three more qualifiers going through for both NA and EU. And then finals afterwards. This is going to be a long one. <laughs> But lots of ones content and lots of salt and lots of drama. <laughs> In general, dude, just lots and lots of Rocket League content. You're gonna... Oh yeah, as always. Do we know what what things are coming up? What what tournaments are coming this week? Uh, the only, if I could be wrong, but I believe the like. So we have like the Sam Championship and the like um, Latin America Championship, like those ones that are that are outside. I think the age the asia kickoff one is also this week um okay. the one i'm like looking forward to is uh gold rush is on the 28th 29th i think yeah. or 29th something so that's the big one I'm, I'm looking forward to okay so after the asap weekly uh rocket league tournament there's the gold rush <laughs> and yeah and salt mine's always running so like if you ever want to watch someone's play johnny boy should be running uh should be streaming i don't know when it is but you could figure that out on your own um i think that's pretty good you guys won't yeah. have any last comments no no okay i think we're good so then uh is this still correct Will zero this- yes yes okay good so uh special thank you to all of our roll call patrons gonna go through them uh jwise mythe uh paint tim chi barker relentless and psych Mako. we love all of you and also special shout out to every single one of our other uh patrons because you're amazing and Again, I love all of you. Um, and Rob McCall Show will be out probably this Saturday. Hopefully. Yes. <laughs> because we still have to record that. So don't worry, that's coming. Coming real soon. Um, and thank you for listening. I love every single person that's listening to this, especially you. That's to you, not to anybody else. That's to you. And <laughs> uh, this has been the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast. Love you all. Bye. Bye. Ciao.